Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the Your Greatest Worth podcast, where we are living real, not perfect. We are Nicole and Katie, and we have a passion for guiding other women toward living a whole and authentic life, free from comparison and the other bullshit that holds us back from being, well, us. We believe you don't have to hustle for your worth. We also believe in being vulnerable, nixing the shame, rumbling with hard stuff, owning your worth, rising and lifting others. If you feel the same, you're in the right place. Let's jump in. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Your Greatest Worth. It is a Katie off week, so we are going to be talking about money again. So my topic that I kind of chose for today based on kind of what people are asking me about lately is how do you pay off debt when you have a family or when you have kids, to be more specific, right? So I can say that I do know quite a bit about this. When we started our um, debt payoff, we had a toddler and a baby. And then when we were in the middle of paying off the debt, I got pregnant with our third. Our fourth baby came after we had paid off all the $100,000 in debt. So she came pretty quickly afterwards. But I will say I feel like I know quite a bit about this. So, And I'm, I'm totally an open book. So if, if questions come up, make sure you DM me, ask me um, anything you want. So this uh, is an actual blog post that I'm going to kind of go through and talk through it. I feel like I can give you more information on the podcast than I can through the blog post. So I just wanted to say, like, first of all, of course, this doesn't necessarily sound like a super fun topic, um, but it is a topic that is so applicable to, you know, so many people. It's real world that, you know, we don't really get a hold or to kind of get aware of our finances until kind of it's, you have to, right? Where... And that's where we were. I do have a lot of people, and I really admire them, who are younger, don't have kids yet, and they're, like, getting their crap together now, which it will serve you so well later on. Like, you'll be so much farther ahead than I was. So good for you. But also, good to any of you. I don't want you to hear me saying it's not good for the rest of you. Like, good to all of you who are um, getting straight with your money, your state. And so... While it might be like a tough journey, um, transformation can happen really quickly. And that moment that puts us over the edge to make a choice and make some change, um, that's the moment we're looking for. And I like my moment was when I was having to go back to work with, let's see, it was my second baby. So like the 12 weeks was coming to an end and I was about to have to go back to work and I started doing some number crunching because I was like, well, maybe I could just go back to work a couple days a week. But basically I realized that we needed my full-time salary in order to just like pay the bills. We had that much debt coming in that like we were just kind of breaking even with those bills being paid. So with my income. So basically I realized like I didn't have any choices, no freedom. And that's where my transformation moment came in. And another quote that I have been inspired by, you know, kind of through my personal development journey is from Albert Einstein. And he said, we can't solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. 
So it was like in that moment that I realized something had to change. Like we couldn't just keep going on um, this way that we were going or we would just keep getting the same results, right? Otherwise, we need to change our thinking and we need to have a new level of thinking so that we can create the results we actually want, which is what we're going to talk about today. Um, Okay, so the first thing that we want to talk about is mindset. So we've talked about the transformation moment and how you kind of need to get to that point. Y'all are maybe there already because you're listening to a podcast about money. And so I feel like you're probably there already. Um, But the second part is talking about mindset. And I believe there's kind of five steps to break mindset down into. So number one is change your state. Number two, change or choose awareness. Number three, stop comparison. Number four, stop comparing your kids to your friends' kids. And number five, change your money beliefs. So we're going to go through all of those really quick. So the first one, and this is a Tony Robbins thing too that I learned, is all about changing your state. And also Rachel Hollis talks a lot about this too. And basically what I mean is that when you're trying to change your state, you're trying to get in that like, yes, I can do this. We're going to go after it. Like I can accomplish anything kind of state. And the one thing that Tony Robbins and Rachel Hollis both talk about is that you have to have your physical, like your physical body has to be in that state in order to get your mind in that state. So Tony Robbins says emotion is created by motion. And Rachel Hollis says, when you move your body, you change your mind. And I think they're both saying the exact same thing, which is our physical bodies are so much more connected to our emotional um, bodies than we really think they are. So if you can change your physical state, you will change your thought process about how you feel about your money or how you how you feel like you can accomplish things with your money or how you feel like it's possible for you to create a good budget that you can stick to. All of those thoughts are much more probable when you change your physical state. So really, the first step here is to move your body. So really, that can be literally when I started moving my body every day, I started with 10 minutes of yoga. That was literally it. That's all I did. So you could go for a 10-minute walk. You could do some yoga. You could do some power poses. Those are something I link to in the show notes and on the blog, if you go through the blog. And that's there's research that basically shows if you, if you create your posture in a super way that's basically like a superhero. So it's, they sometimes call it Wonder Woman or um, the Superman pose. If you get in those poses, it has been shown to create lasting change um, in your emotional state you know, basically allowing you to start uh, creating change with your money. Because if we don't have our mindset right, like if your mind is really telling you like you suck at budgeting and you're not going to be able to do this or it's really hard, blah, 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 all the things we tell ourselves about money, that's going to be your truth. So we have to change our state before you can um, start working on your money. So even if that means like 10 minute walk, two minutes of power poses, uh, 10 minutes of yoga, dance around the room to 
uh, Megan Trainer. What is that song? If I were you, I'd want to be me too. Oh, it's called Me Too. That's what it is. So uh, check that out. You could dance around the room to that. Whatever is your jam, just do some body movement. Uh, the step, the second part of your mindset is to choose awareness. So awareness of your finances can sometimes feel like you're the kid at your high school party who knows that drinking and drugs and driving just doesn't mix, right? So instead of like having fun, letting loose a little bit, not that you need to like drink when you're 15 years old, that's not what I'm saying. But, but instead of just like being present and having fun at the party, you're constantly worried about the choices everyone else is making and you feel stuck and annoyed um, because you know the difference between good and poor choices. And that is not what awareness with your money feels like at all. So awareness of your finances is just basically knowing how much you have available to put towards your kids if we bring it back to kids. So um, it's just about, you know, tracking your spending, um, just like you would track food if you're trying to lose weight or um, whatever, if anyone's done that. I've done that so many times. So what I want you to do for the next few days is to just start tracking all of your spending so that you can become aware of the choices you're making. That's all we're doing right now is just trying to get some awareness because you cannot create change if you don't know what you're trying to change. And we'll talk more about how to create the change, but right now you just need to have some awareness so that you can actually know what you're dealing with. Uh, the third part of, of mindset is to stop the comparison. I mean, it's like those things we say to, to ourselves, like how can they afford that trip to Disney World? Or she has the most beautiful house or She's so much prettier than I am, you know, as you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or whatever. And the problem with these statements, I know you guys know that it's a problem, but the problem is that it not only leads to judgments on your friends, but it leads to judgments on yourself as well. And judging yourself is certainly hindering your mindset about, you know, having confidence with your money and believing that you can create change with your money. And it also leads to like this self-deprecating line of thinking that, you know, if you're saying your friend's house is so beautiful, then that you're kind of implying that your house is ugly. You can't afford anything cute. I'm embarrassed to have people over. Uh, on top of that, I'm ugly, blah, 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 right? Like we go down this path. And you might be laughing because you think like, that's absurd. I don't go that far. But like, I used to go that far, so I don't know that it would be, like, it's not that crazy. I know it's not that crazy. So it's time to stop comparing your life to everyone else's. The result of comparison is a belief that you're not enough, and that is not true. There is, a, there is truth, right? Like, some have more than others, but I just want you to put it in perspective and and the comparison is not leading to anything valuable to your life. It's not creating change for you. It's not moving you forward in life. It's not helping you grow. It's doing the opposite. So I just really want you to be uh, 
aware that that's what you're choosing is to compare and you're choosing that thing. And then the, and, and then basically what will help you get out of the comparison is to create a vision for yourself. That's step three of the greatest worth process. And I've linked to all the workbooks here, which is like the absolute cheapest way to start doing this work. It's only $10 a workbook. I would highly, highly recommend them. Um, step three is my favorite step personally, and it completely changed um, my life with my money. And once I had a vision of what I actually wanted for my life, and then you know broke that down into a money focus, then I saw like, no, I don't have to worry about you know rehabbing my house right now because that is not my number one priority right now. My number one priority is to get out, get rid of this debt so that we can be free, so that I can stay home with my babies. I actually didn't even want to stay home full time, but it was just having the choice to be able to stay home and we did not have that freedom. So realizing like what your vision is and your vision will likely change, but you've got to start somewhere. You've got to start with a vision and then start taking steps that will get you towards that vision and the comparison will start to fade away. I promise it will. It, it totally did for me. It was like once I knew like, oh no, I actually like, my house is not the most important thing for me right now. This goal is the most important thing for me. It was way easier for me to focus. So go get that step three workbook. It will change your life. Uh, the next step, so the fourth part of changing your mindset is to stop comparing your kids to your friends' kids. And I put this in there because this was something that I personally struggled with. I felt like I was not giving my children like everything they needed. You know, my friends were putting their kids into like music classes and, you know, four-year-old soccer and all the things when they were little, whereas I was just you know, my kids were like in daycare or with a nanny because I was working so much to pay off the debt. But basically, and there is research, I've linked to some research in the blog post, that basically kids need us to love them and they need to know that they are loved and then they need a little bit of nature. And that's literally what children need. And the rest of it is gravy. It's just extra. So just think of it as extra and stop comparing um, your child, your friend's five-year-old, you know, violin recital. And you're like, oh my God, my kid can't even like do his ABCs. Like, don't just, it's not helpful. Just like comparison of you is not helpful. Comparison of your children is not helpful. Or I am speaking from experience here. That was number one. I, it was awful for me. Okay. The last thing about changing your mindset is to change your money beliefs. Now, I go through a lot of this stuff. This is all step one of the greatest worth process. Again, that workbook is only $10. It's under $10. So you could get started on these now. Take your time. Just do like one a month. That's only $10 a month, you guys. Um, So changing our money beliefs is really a hard thing to understand and to know like why that is so valuable and to honestly know what our money beliefs are. So here are some beliefs that I learned growing up um, about money. 
Money is finite and scarce. Money is the biggest and best resource. Money needs to be hoarded so we can ensure we have enough. You will never make enough money. You will always want more. You are smart and successful if you have lots of money. So those are the kinds of things like I used to believe about money. And through my work of figuring out what my money story was as a child and as a young adult, and then kind of reworking all those limiting beliefs into affirmations, um, these are some of the affirmations I've changed them into. Money is all around us and free-flowing. So many resources are more valuable to me than money. My life, my family, my health, my creativity, my time, my ability to dream, my faith, my relationships, living a full and authentic life. I believe in abundance, which this belief alone completely changed how I interacted with my money and the world. So like those are just a few affirmations that I created and you can see how those just feel so different and they have a different energy than those first um, beliefs. And the thing with beliefs, this is hard to like understand, but beliefs really are, they're just something we've chosen to create as truth in our life. Those are our beliefs. Like everyone has different beliefs in the world. And believe me when I tell you that you can create new beliefs for yourself. Something that Tony Robbins says is, with a disempowering story, failure is nothing less than guaranteed. So it's time to turn it around, my friend. Turn that old story of limitations and lack into a story of empowerment. And so those old beliefs which you need to like write down and figure out what your beliefs actually are and then change them into an affirmation which might not feel true to you right now I mean that's going to be the hardest part it might not feel true but the more you say it and the more you seek it in the world you can you can start to say oh my gosh like that is actually true like this is actually happening for me so you can figure out how I teach people to do that in the step one workbook. The next part of how to pay off debt with kids after the mindset is to understand that actually babies and kids can be cheap. That was something I remember hearing over and over and over is that like babies aren't cheap or raising children isn't cheap. But honestly, they they can be. I think we do like we just kind of get fooled into this belief that we need all the baby things or we need all these things in order to like have a baby. So I made an actual list of, let's see, it's 15 things that I believe are essential when having a baby. And a lot of those things um, could be expensive if you chose to like buy them all up front, if you chose to buy them new. But part of like rewriting our money story is to start thinking outside of the box when it comes to um, how we relate with our money in the world. So for me, it was learning to buy used, buying at, there's so many cool baby consignment stores, Facebook marketplace I use all the time. Um, I like even with childcare, you know, we kind of figured out a way to have our kids with our sister-in-law and 
she was really reasonable, reasonably priced for us, I think because we were a family. So there was just like, there's all kinds of ways to kind of think outside of the status quo that could really help your finances, but also help you just in life to, to look at things differently and not expect everything to be, um, like the way you think it is. So even if you ask for things on your red, your baby registry, or like for us, we would just keep everything. So for each baby, we used like the same baby carrier and the same baby car seat and like all the things we would just kind of continue to use. Um, so babies really do not have to be that expensive. Uh, the next thing talking about when it comes to kids are like kids activities. So the best way to go about this is to really, really, really know your vision. So to really hone in on your vision for your family, to create values for your family, which is the step two workbook, and then to know what your actual money focus is for the season, which vision and money focus are both step three workbook. So when it comes to kids' activities, it's really important to know those things so that you can make educated um, decisions about how busy you, you want your family to be, uh, how much, how many activities you want your kids to be in. You can make choices about like, okay, everyone gets one activity or everyone has to do the same activity. I don't know. However you want to do it for your family is what's right. That's what I want you to hear is like, it doesn't have to be what everyone else is doing with their family. It just needs to be what is right for your family. So if your long-term vision is to be debt-free in three years and your money focus right now is to pay off that $2,000 credit card you have, then giving your kids like an extra activity because one of them wants to try out basketball this season is probably out of alignment for you and your family right now because it's you've got to bring it all back to your money focus. So ask yourself some questions like, Will signing your son up for basketball bring you closer to your family goal of being debt-free in three years? You know, most likely no. Could you use those few extra hundred dollars a month on paying off that credit card? Can you find things for your kids to do to be challenged or to play basketball at home or like with friends? Is there another way that you can think about this outside of the box um, for now, for this season? And this is going to feel really hard, like really hard. It was really hard for me to say no to my kids and to not put them in all the activities. Cause like I told you, I was comparing them to my friend's kids who like at age three was that they were each already in like two activities, um, a season. Whereas our children honestly don't really start activities until they're like seven or so for our family. And I, I really believe that this builds like kind of telling your child no to things like this right now and, and telling them why, telling them what you're trying to do and what your vision is for your family will build like grit and resilience in your um, kids. And this is really important for you to see. Uh, grit and resilience is like the number one indicator of success in adults. This is research that's been done by 
what's her name? Angela Duckworth. She has the book called Grit. It's incredible if you want to check it out. Um, this is an opportunity for your kids. This is not an this is not like a giant obstacle. It's an opportunity for them to kind of build character and choose another path versus like choosing disappointment and being a victim to this, you know, stage of life. Okay, the next thing I've kind of already touched on this, but how to pay off debt with kids is to buy used and to sell things on consignment. So it really helps us to save money if we can find the things used rather than paying full price. So we often will look on Facebook Marketplace, we'll go to Goodwill. We have one kids consignment store in town that I use all the time and I will check there first before I go out and buy things new. And I also, um, you know, once a, it's probably like once a quarter, maybe three times a year, I will go through the kids stuff and I will take a bunch of stuff to this consignment store in the appropriate season and consign it. And then I never like collect the money, but I'll go in and when I need to buy um, shoes for the kids or when I need to get something for the kids, I will have credit. And they'll often give you more credit if you, you know, don't cash it out. So that's kind of what I do. And I'll just buy stuff on consignment. So it's almost like you're just trading even. You're just, yeah, you're just full on trading the old clothes for the shoes that you need or something like that. So that has been an awesome way. And honestly, we still do that that to this day. We do not need to be doing that anymore necessarily, but we still just do it. Like kids grow out of things really quickly and you do not need to be buying things brand new for them. It also shows kids like to shop around and the value of finding a deal on something that's really not as important to them, like a winter coat, and then putting the money that they save towards something that's more valuable, like a vacation together or something like that. So you're kind of teaching your children in a small way the same principles that you're learning yourself, which is a really beautiful thing. And it also teaches kids the benefit of delayed gratification. So, I mean, we are, I know that I am accustomed to this too with Amazon and like all the apps that you can just order on, but kids are so used to getting everything immediately. Like they don't even have to like watch TV with commercials. They literally can watch whatever show they want. Even on the radio, my kids get so confused when we're listening to the radio because they're like, just skip this song. And I'm like, I can't skip this song. It's on the radio. You can't just skip it. Like Everything they do is like immediate gratification. So in a world of consumption um, and, and having everything at your fingertips, it's a really valuable lesson to kind of shop around and take your time and not just um, buy the thing right now because likely that's probably the most expensive option. Even one thing we do with our girls is my um, sister-in-law, she has two girls and their ages are a little different than my girls. And so she'll send all of their used clothes, maybe like twice a year she does this for us. She'll like box up everything and then twice a year she'll ship these huge boxes to me and then I'll pay her for the shipping. And so we just get all these clothes for free. It's incredible. And my girls actually have gotten to the point where they love it and it feels like this huge, amazing 
gift that they get in the mail and they like try on all the clothes when the clothes come in. It doesn't feel like hand-me-downs to them. Like it's not a shameful thing. It's actually really exciting of it is they really love um, that it's their cousin's clothes. They get, that's just really special to them for some reason, which I love. And so they, they love that. They're not ashamed by it or anything. And so we get um, a bunch of clothes that way, which I'm so grateful for. So just thinking, maybe you have a friend who has an older child um, that could pass those clothes on to you and you could make a deal with them or whatever it is. Or you could ask, you could say, I'll give you $50 for, you know, whatever clothes, just whatever you can think of. Um, just think outside of the box, like I said before. Um, okay. The next thing about paying off debt with kids is kids birthdays. Uh, yeah, these can get really expensive. I mean, most of the birthdays we go to for our, our children's friends are like held at these, um, not always, but some of them are held at these, you know, like a trampoline park or these really expensive places that the parents have had to rent. And while I appreciate it because my kids love it and they have so much fun, it's also like I am not willing to spend five to six hundred dollars altogether on my children's birthday party. I would much, much rather use that money on a five hundred dollar experience if that's what we were going to do. So we choose not to do that. Um, so and the other things like if you're like about gifts so whether you're buying a gift for your child for their birthday or for other people's children's for birthday gifts, I mean, we still will we'll buy consignment. We'll give cash, so a dollar for each year of age. We'll take our children on an experience. So whether that sometimes we'll do expensive experiences, but sometimes we'll um, try and figure out something that is very little cost, that's very meaningful to them. You can make a craft kit and give that to them. Take them on a shopping spree to Goodwill. Like tell them they could have like $20 to spend at Goodwill. Um, have a date night with just them and you. Have your child give their friend a lightly used toy of theirs. Well, I think sometimes that can be seen as weird. I think if your child gives a note that's like, you know, this toy was really meaningful to me. I hope that you can get some joy out of it too. I think it's actually a really beautiful thing to teach our children to like give something of themselves to their friend. Um, another idea is you could create like a coloring book with pages printed from the internet. That's something we've done before. And like my kids love printing pages off the internet. Like it's like the most fun thing in the world for them. So th that is literally only eight ideas and I could have kept going, but the blog post was getting way too long. So I stopped, but there are so many ways to be creative um, when it comes to gifts for your kids or other people's kids. All right. I think this is the last, oh no, this, this is nearly the last thing is talking about the holidays and the holidays are here. My friend, I have a whole other post all about it, which I've, which I've linked to um, in my other post and in the show notes for the podcast. But basically, if you're wanting to pay off debt, it's really important to start getting intentional with your holidays, with birthdays, 
So the one thing I didn't talk about with birthdays is we plan for those in our budget all year long. And we do the same for holidays. So whether it's Easter, um, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, anything that like entails gift giving usually or, you know, candy for Halloween or, or costumes for Halloween, we budget for it all year long. And we've gotten pretty good at it now because we can look at our old budgets and see how much we spent uh, on each of those things and then just add it all up and divide it by 12. And that gives you how much you need to save. So like Easter, if Easter's April, then you'd have four months to save for Easter. You know, you have 12 months basically to save for next Christmas. You only have a month if you're trying to do it right now. And so if you're trying to do, if you're trying to pay off debt right now, the key for you is to not add more debt when it comes to the holiday. So I go through all of this in my holiday post, but basically it's like having a conversation with your family and being honest about debt and just talking about how you want to create memories this year and but there are not going to be as many gifts as there have been in the past and just knowing that that is okay my friend and probably honestly better for our children every year we have backed off more and more and more with the gifts and they're still alive and they're really sweet kids they're really good kids and i know that sometimes it's hard for them because they'll compare their their friends' Christmases to theirs. And theirs is much, much smaller than their friends' Christmases. Like, I, I can't believe some of the stuff their friends get. So, I mean, it is much smaller. And it can be hard for them, but it's, like I said, it's building grit, building resilience. Like, it's okay for your children to be disappointed. That's part of life, and it's something we need to teach them how to work through now. So you can check out that blog post all about how to have a debt-free holiday. It is not too late to start that. I'm telling you, if you can start now, start planning it, you are going to feel so, so good come Christmas Day and the day after when normally we have all the regret and start thinking about the you know, credit card bills that are going to come in a month. So start today, friend. And I created a workbook that goes with that too and walks you through it and has all kinds of space for you to do like your visioning for your holiday and your budget for your holiday. All the things are included in that workbook. That one is really rad. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is that like just dealing with paying off debt when you have tweens and teens. And I think one of the things that's really important at this age is to start teaching kids that hard work is what leads to money. Um, You know, dispel the myths that like ATMs just give you cash whenever you want and credit credit cards are just like this endless machine of money, right? Like start having these conversations about money. Give them chores around the house that contribute to the house running smoothly and then also give them jobs that they can get paid for. Things we do are any kind of outside chore they can get paid for. So like raking leaves, mowing the lawn, weeding the garden, all of those things get paid for by us um, to our kids. And then the chores, they have, they each have three chores a day. And those are just to like be a part of our family. And then anything on top of that, they can get paid for. And then we pay them weekly for those uh 
jobs that they've done. So it's just trying to start instilling money management into your children. I'm actually in the process right now, you guys. It is so stinking exciting. It's going to be such a good course. I'm creating a course that I'm launching in January called The Abundant Family, and it's going to be how to journey together to financial freedom. So it's a way for you to teach your, your kids like sound money habits while also learning them for yourself. So whether or not you feel like you have sound money habits, like basically you'll be doing it together. It's really beautiful. It's got all kinds of workbooks and printables and chore charts. It's really rad and I'm super proud of it. And that will be um, launching in January. So if you're interested, sign up for the email list just so you guys can be in the know because the email list people will be getting some special uh, perks and we'll know about some special offers before anyone else. So get on that email list. And then also, if you're not on my um, Facebook group called The Greatest Worth Family, please get on over there. It's becoming such a really sweet community and it's where I do all my live um, videos. And yeah, it's just a really sweet accountability group, like really awesome humans doing awesome things together. So get on over there. And I've linked to all that stuff in the show notes. So that's it, you guys. That is how to uh, pay off debt when you have a family, when you have kids. Those are kind of like strategies, but also tips and tricks that I had used when we were paying off debt. And honestly, I've just kind of continued to this day because they're they're just kind of sound money management so that we can use the money, um, the extra money. Like right now we're trying to pay off our mortgage. And once, uh, I mean, once we pay off our mortgage, we'll probably have another money goal and they can evolve. You might not have to do consignment forever or, um, you know, buying used forever. It doesn't have to be that way. Maybe your vision is like, I buy everything brand new because that's what you want to. And that's awesome. So let's work towards that. And I think that's a really cool vision. If you enjoyed this, or if you are enjoying the Greatest Worth podcast, will you please uh, take a screenshot and then tag me and tell your friends about us um, so that we can, you know, help more and more people. It's been so fun to, to be on here with you guys. So just screenshot it, tag me, let me know what you love about it. Let me know if you have other topics you want. Uh, that would be awesome to know too. You can DM me if you want on Instagram or Facebook. Oh, and if you're looking for a way to figure out how to pay off debt, I've got a free five-day email challenge. Um, it's a debt payoff email challenge. And so it uses um, emails and videos. And I think there's even some like printables in there for you to get your debt debt under control. It kind of walks you through the process, the whole greatest worth process in the five emails. Uh, one last thing, because you know every podcast asks for it, but go give us a review or even right now, if you're not driving, just like hit, you know, the star rating on the, on your little app there on your little podcast app. Um, or, or if you're not driving, you know, give us an actual review because it really does help other people find us and helps me to get really cool people on the podcast. I want to start um, interviewing people where 
we're going to be like launching that out next year. So I'm really excited to like start getting some cool people on the podcast that you can learn from too. So anywho, thank you guys for being here. It really means so much to me. Um, Yeah. And you guys have a good week. I will talk to you next week.